0: Hello friends, this is Christopher Swanson, your editor of The Neighbor Next Door, and I'm here to just give a quick note before we begin today's episode. This is our second week of three weeks of re-released episodes, in which we're taking a break from releasing original content in order to spotlight some of our favorite episodes of The Neighbor Next Door. This week's topic is social fabric, which is very related to last week's topic, which was social capital. This week's conversation plays off of the concepts that were talked about in last week's episode, so we'd highly suggest you listen to that one first, before listening today. Then, next week, we'll be re-releasing a Neighboring Tip episode, before then returning to original content on August 18th. Today's episode was originally released on August 13th, 2019. We hope you enjoy. (music) Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and I am joined, as usual, by my colleague in neighboring, Adam Barlow Thompson.
1: I am here. That's <laughs> the notes that I'd like to share. <laughs> all right, all right. one big difference about this recording of the podcast than our others yeah usually it's just matt and i and on on the front porch not that's what i mean you almost messed up i did um but today christopher is sitting in on the recording yeah Yeah. to give us notes say hi (laughs) vistopher hello yeah so it's kind of like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what, <laughs> it's kind of like you know like he's the producer he's in the producer's room he is he uh-huh. is he's in the control room he's in the control room yeah which
0: is actually just a really comfortable chair yeah on the front porch on the porch. front porch
1: <laughs> I mean keep <laughs> our right. yeah so
0: well uh, so a few episodes ago we worked through the topic of social capital and uh, if you haven't heard it uh, go back and check it out. It's it turned out really well, and folks have told us it was a really helpful episode. Oh, um, for some folks it was like it's been their favorite episode.
1: Somebody told us that.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. That like, was feedback we got from a listener.
1: Thanks for relaying that.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm relaying it now. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you don't know these People things. People don't but,
1: tell me these things
0: yeah. apparently. Well, they don't tell me these things either. They told Christopher. Oh, so that that was okay. Yeah, so. sure. Um, in that episode, we even played a game called Social Capital Jenga. Which, which is, we made up. That's right. And it's very fun. Yeah. But we also, uh, we've also heard that for some people it was like, uh, I still don't get it.
1: And mm. I mean, still don't. That play feels it. more right. <laughs> 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 that's the better, that's the more common response <laughs> to our podcast. That's right.
0: That's right. And it, it, it's prompted a few conversations. And, and we started then working on a different metaphor. So instead of social capital, we started playing with this idea of social fabric, which lends itself to different insights and ideas. Yeah. And so, so this episode, we're going to dig into this idea of social fabric and see where that leads us. So grab something to drink, grab a stool to sit on, and join us on the front porch for a lively discussion about... Social fabric.
1: So, you know, we've been working for a while now to create a neighboring movement definition of social fabric. How long have we been working on that, Matt?
0: Um, I think it's been about 20 minutes. Oh! (laughs) So, yeah, since
1: since a little earlier this morning.
0: (laughs) could say we've been working on it since our first cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so measure, measure time in yeah, cups of coffee.
1: Yeah. So what did we come? What
0: define social fabric for us here? Okay. The definition that we have for social fabric is it, social fabric is strengthened through the connection of gifts and needs through relationships that create shared stories and companions to journey with. Right. Man, that's a good definition it's definitely a good start
1: <laughs> come back in a, in a little while like you know in like four or five episodes down the road maybe we'll redefine it that's right that's based right. on what we actually think of before you know having just one cup of coffee so. <laughs> that's
0: right that's right so so just to kind of pull it apart yeah um so we're connecting Gifts and needs, um, which is an interesting shift because we focus on the gifts, right? That's how yeah. we discover abundance. We talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just the gifts. It's also our needs. And I'm saying our needs. Yes. Because uh, social fabric is actually strengthened when we acknowledge our own needs with the folks around us and that right. our families and also our neighbors. Yes. that Here's something I need help with. Here's something I'm struggling with. Um, And those needs can range from the very simple, Uh I need a cup of milk Uh to do this recipe, you know, to the more intense, right? I need, I'm struggling with an addiction or, you know, utility bills, Mm -hmm. those types of things. And we, again, our culture tells us that if we have needs, there's something wrong with us. Right. And so we tend to isolate.
1: And you're only okay if you can go pay somebody to correct the needs. Yes. That's what okay, how okayness is defined then. Yeah. Versus I have needs and it gives me an opportunity to showcase my neighbor's gifts in abundance. Precisely. And, and that's what I, I think the social fabric metaphor is really helpful because it is a weaving together of those things Mm -hmm. so that needs do not become like holes in the fabric Mm -hmm. it becomes a place where you get to highlight the gift um when we first moved into our house on the block five years ago um i was doing some yard work and i really needed a hose because i I don't remember what i was doing but i needed to wash something off and um, we didn't have one because we had just moved in and we just when we moved we you know i don't know maybe we lost our hose or so i don't know why i didn't have a hose but i didn't <laughs> yeah and my neighbor's house they have one of those like outside things that you know you wrap the hose around and it's mm-hmm. like a
0: hook on the side of yeah, the house right, and, yeah right yeah and
1: i could literally see my neighbor's hose mm-hmm. from my house and i'm i'm looking at it And we had just started the nonprofit at that point (laughs) about being good neighbors. (laughs) And and I was like, I know I should go borrow. Like, I should go out. He was in the backyard. Mm. He's in the backyard. He was in the backyard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in the backyard. His hose is right there. Yeah. I'm like, I should just go ask him. I should go borrow his hose. It would be a great way to initiate relationship with this person. Mm -hmm. I mean, in 15 minutes, I was mulling this over in my head. (laughs) But I am a very american person yes and individualism and like Mm -hmm. you know borrowing things is not not, oh yeah yeah yeah. it makes Mm -hmm. you weak
0: it's like i don't know right right. we're we're programmed we're told over and over again we should be self-sufficient yeah right like adam what's wrong with you you have to borrow
1: your neighbor's house what's the matter you can't afford your own hose right right you're gonna need it again why would you just not go get one yes so eventually i finally convinced myself that i couldn't do it <laughs> so, so i was like i went to the hardware store and bought my own damn hose but then every time i've used that hose since i still have it i'm always like i should have borrowed those from craig <laughs> like, yes. that was yeah and especially now that i know craig well i've asked him many times for help since then mm-hmm. because he knows a lot more about like home care and all that kind of stuff, than I could ever know. So, yes, mm-hmm. reminds yeah. me of th- one of the verses from Lean on Me. Oh, uh huh. Which one? Uh, Second verse. You can get there? Yeah. Uh,
0: all I'm thinking of is if please there, oh, swallow oh,
1: yeah. your pride. Uh huh. If, if I, I have, have things, things you need to borrow. And this is the line that kills, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Four. Four. No one, no one can fill. No one can fill those of your, your needs, needs that you won't let show. Right. So that's mm-hmm. a, so. I don't know if we're allowed to do that copyright wise to sing that one verse. Well, but we I don't just know. Did. It,
0: it didn't really sound like the song. So I think we're okay. <laughs> okay, okay. It was a version of Bill Withers, "Lean On Me." <laughs> yeah,
1: but that, I mean, that's. I think of that verse often. Yeah. When. Moments like that arise. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I I can't. I gotta swallow my pride. I gotta go let my neighbor know that I have needs too. And you know? it
0: doesn't stop with my needs. It includes my gifts as well. Right. Right. I mean, that's, absolutely. So we're connecting those, and when we connect those through relationship, right? So it's not it's not just some random person that I'm going up to and saying I need help. Mm-hmm. It's it's my neighbors that I'm saying, hey, here's something that I need help with. Um, So there's a relationship in there. And then what happens is that creates shared stories.
1: Right. And the the relationship determines what level of needs and gifts you're going to share, I think. That's right.
0: Because in the relationship, there's an understanding of, there's a certain level of
1: trust. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't have a ton of trust with your neighbor, Mm -hmm. you may ask them for a cup of milk, but you're not going to say, can you take me to my appointment at my doctor where I have to get some really intense news, you know, like like that's too intimate. You can't go there with that person yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, to me, it feels like it's, it's worth naming here. Then that's why when we talk about neighboring, we start with those basic blocks of learning names. Mm -hmm. Like that's how we begin to build trust is getting to know people's names, learning about them. Um, And at that level, yeah, it's just borrowing milk. And over time, though, and this is we are seeing the proof of this in our own lives and on our block. Right. Over time, that trust deepens. People say, "Okay, I know I can count on you. I know you're you're a reliable person that I'm safe with you. Yeah, absolutely. I can share a little bit more and we can share more with each other. So this idea of building trust between neighbors, which comes about as we build relationships, uh, points back to this concept of norms of reciprocity.
1: Yeah, which is a real real term that people don't know what that means. I know, it's,
0: it's always baffling. So the phrase "norms of reciprocity" is a phrase used in social psychology, and basically it's just that there are social norms where if, if someone does something for you, you then feel obligated. To return the favor. So there's this hilarious uh, study that I found uh, in 1974. Uh-huh. Um, sociologist Philip Coons uh-huh. conducted an experiment. He mailed out handwritten Christmas cards with a note and a photograph of him and his family to approximately 600 randomly selected people. In his town? Or like Across the country. Across the country. All the recipients of the cards were complete strangers to him. <laughs> all of them. So 600 randomly selected strangers. Okay. Get a Christmas card from him with a handwritten note and a photograph of himself and his family.
1: What did he write to them? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, my name is Philip Coons. I'm a creepy sociologist. It was
1: so good to see you last. <laughs> never. <laughs>
0: God. i have no idea what he wrote i you know but imagine that he wrote something nice maybe he
1: just wrote like merry christmas this is what my family did last year <laughs> you know maybe, like the yeah. brag letter yeah that well you maybe yeah yeah. i bet yeah. he wrote a brag letter you think yeah okay i wrote 600
0: <laughs> cards last year that's what i would brag about i've never written 600 christmas oh man cards. his
1: hand probably was cramping <laughs>
0: So shortly after mailing the cards, mm-hmm. responses began trickling in. Coons received nearly two hundred replies. Mm-hmm.
1: So, a third.
0: A third of the people. Yeah. Responded, and they say, "Why would so many people reply to a complete stranger?" This is the rule of reciprocity at work. Since Coons had done something for them sent a thoughtful note during that's the holiday really season. Really interesting. Many recipients felt obligated to return the favor.
1: Right. Yeah. I I oh, that's really so Matt was going to tell me this story, I'm talking to you now listener. Yeah. Matt was going to tell me this story before we started recording and I was like, "No, no, I, I want to respond cold to it." Yeah, what's I your I want to have some give me natural some reaction. reaction to it. <laughs> and now I'm just so like, "What?" <laughs> that I feel like I should have heard it before because <laughs> I'm blown away by all the implications that might come out of this weird study. Right, right. And I'm so like, I think the thing that's interesting to me is like, why? Why did they respond? Did they think I must know this guy? So I need right. to send it back? I mean, it's this rule of of So there's something just innate
0: about being human. I mean that's that's their claim is it just being human realize. is that yeah. that if you know when when people are nice to you that, mm-hmm. that there's this sense of oh like that's that's like normal that's like that this is how society works
1: and it's re- I think instead of being like they feel guilted into being kinder mm-hmm. which is kind of a crappy way to think of it yeah it
0: feels kind of gross yeah
1: mm-hmm. i think i'd rather think of it as like kindness begets kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, and that's where I think so, you know, his study, which uh-huh. is a study to help illustrate a point is fine, but when you think about it on your block, okay. neighbor to neighbor. Yeah. I I think you're right. That kindness does beget kindness.
1: And we've say we've said for a long time neighboring begets neighboring mm-hmm. and when you do those things, all of the benefits like that it produces joy, it produces abundance, it produces relationships, the community gets safer. Mm -hmm. All of those things continue to happen. That's right, that's right. The,
0: The other piece that we could say here about reciprocity is that it does also involve our needs. Um mm-hmm. and and we've already mentioned this that it it's very counter cultural for us to reveal our needs. So there's this thing my brother told me about.
1: It's mm-hmm. called the Ben Franklin effect. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, this has not been on the podcast yet? Not yet. Oh, I'm so glad this is going to be on the podcast. I've used <laughs> this. All the time now.
0: It's it's so yeah. It's so mind blowing. Yeah. So the Ben Franklin effect is simply this, uh, and I'll tell you the story and why it's called the Ben Franklin right. effect. It illustrates it. So it's
1: a story about Ben Franklin.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just in case you didn't catch on. <laughs> That's right. So Franklin, as as a legislator, had this really arch nemesis. There was this opponent of his. Do you remember in, who in it was? Legislature. I don't know, and I don't think I've seen the name actually. Um, hmm. But yeah, the story's fake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if it is a story attributed to Ben Franklin, <laughs> that is really great. <laughs> it's a great story. Well, you want me to look it up right now? No, nope. you know? no. Nope. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, but Franklin knew that this particular legislator had a rare book mm-hmm. in his library, and Franklin needed to borrow it. So he contacted this legislator and said could i please borrow this book Uh, this guy responded in kind uh, sent him the book Uh, franklin did utilize the book and and promptly sent it back with a thank you note and then franklin's observation from that interaction was that from there on Mm -hmm. this legislator who had been rude to him in the past right Began to be
1: kind I mean, more than rude arch nemesis. Yeah,
0: it was really intense right. there. Yeah, but they actually that was the beginning of a turning point point. and eventually they had a very collegial relationship. Right. Uh, and so it's called the Ben Franklin effect that it's more impactful to ask a favor of someone than it is to do a favor for someone. Right.
1: So and we in our in training people to be good neighbors have run into that again and again because mm-hmm. one of our neighboring tips is to borrow something from somebody that's right and people I mean we will say borrow something from somebody and they'll say ooh can I instead could I lend something to somebody else <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah like just right off the bat they naturally resist the the you know going to borrow and our mm-hmm. but are totally willing to help
0: yes that's right yeah that's right so our social fabric is strengthened with two types of threads. One, Ooh, Right? Metaphor. That's right. We're getting, getting in it in here. Working so, it out. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the fabric is strengthened, one, through these acts of kindness, right? Be- sharing uh-huh. our gifts with our neighbors. Okay, uh, I see. In- engaging our neighbors, by- but also it's strengthened by revealing our needs to our neighbors and oh. allowing them to share their gifts
1: with us. Yes. You can just feel it. It's like the ocean. Uh, <laughs> it's just moving you back and forth. The sway of the gifts and the needs. The weaving. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I wish the listener could see this dance that you're doing. The, the ocean dance.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It, it really all is. just kind of comes together. Yes. Yeah. yeah it really is. Okay. It's good. It's good. Yeah.
0: So, um, and this came to my mind... It, as a social fabric, I think social fabric, there is an elasticity to social fabric. Right. That, that as a community, as our, as our social fabric strengthens, we're able to absorb mm-hmm. the pressures that come, whether those are economic downturns uh, or a string of crimes like we had in our neighborhood one time mm-hmm. or um, a natural disaster. If right. your community has strong social fabric, it's almost right. like a trampoline yeah, where you can absorb that and then bounce back and return to functionality more quickly. And right? it's so it's really powerful to mm-hmm. be able to do that.
1: Yeah. And this is like why now you can kind of blow that up and just say like this is why like city leaders should be interested in this. It's why because mm-hmm. it reduces all of these like needs based things that like we think institutions need to fund. Mm-hmm. You don't need them as much when the social fabric is strong. Right. Uh, and I are we just having a conversation with this group of young professionals in our town. And they're, they're supposed to be working on a project that helps uh, build in retention for young professionals. Hmm. Well, if I am woven in to my neighborhood, I'm way less likely to leave because I have all these strings that have tied me to that place. <laughs> Recently, had a neighbor move in, and, sh- and we went and introduced ourselves to her, and she, you and Ashley, impressed Ashley God. and I, impressed Scott, not Matt, because he's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went later. He went later. <laughs> right. um, so we would go and introduce ourselves to her, and when we get there, she said that on like the first day she'd moved in, she still like had stuff. Her her uh, garage is in the back of her house, and there was still stuff that was kind of out and. Mm-hmm. She realized that there were people going through it, Mm. like people who were walking by on the river were going through her stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good feeling to in your new house to have that happen, right? Right. Immediately immediately feeling vulnerable. Immediately feeling vulnerable. She's a single woman Mm -hmm. living alone and was pretty distraught by that, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, like, she had her social fabric was just one thread. Like, that was it. There was nothing else helping her feel that kind of trust she did not feel any norms of reciprocity happening right. it was just like i'm alone i have this stuff that people are trying to take from me mm-hmm. and i am afraid and so we went over and um we caught her luckily because she wasn't even opening the door at that point mm-hmm. but there were, her, her kids were th- were there and so she would came to the door and We gave her our phone number and we told her to text us so that we had her phone number and immediately her whole demeanor changed Mm. and she felt like there was somebody here that I can count on that I can, I can trust and I can have that kind of relationship with. And so what we were doing, we didn't, I didn't think about it in the moment but we were really weaving that social fabric. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were taking her thread and not taking our thread and then weaving them together mm-hmm. and making it stronger. And because Ashley and I already have this network, this big kind of vast blanket of social fabric, yeah. 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 <laughs> we are now including her into that. Mm-hmm. You know, So yes. now we have her number. So next time we have a party at her house, we're going to call her. Yeah. The yeah. next time that, you know, one of our neighbors is doing something, we're going to call her. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she's a part of that as well. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, And, I, you know, what strikes me about that story is that there is there's very intentional inclusivity. Yeah. I think that's another part of this is like we really have to be intentional. And right. Get out there and connect with people. Like, it's so easy to be like, well, I don't want to bother the neighbor. She just moved in. Right. The longer she lives there alone, the more isolated she feels to our community. Right.
1: And the more she feels like this is a terrible neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. These people don't even care that I'm here.
0: Right. Right. Her story would have remained. This is the neighborhood where people rummage through your stuff when you're not looking. And
1: it's so easy to just walk over there.
0: So there you go, friends. Um, Yeah. Neighbors, uh, social fabric. I hope that this maybe is a more accessible analogy than social capital, Um, but they're similar and both really, really important for our work.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening to our podcast, The Neighbor Next Door, which you can find on all of the places that you. It podcast. We want to remind you that this podcast is produced by the Neighboring Movement, the nonprofit which we uh, co-founded, and if you want to support the podcast financially, we would love you to do that. It'd be yes. great. And you can do that at neighboringmovement.org/donate where you can also find lots of other good resources that are all free.
0: That's right. Neighboring tips, blogs, stories from the Mm -hmm. experiences that we've had, and other curriculum that we've created. So yeah, check it out.
1: Twenty-four episodes or something? It is something like like that. that? Yes. Yeah. Twenty-four episodes. Somebody told me the other day they binged our podcast. (laughs) Did they have some sort of like neighboring (laughs) hangover? (laughs) They seemed a little rough. Yeah, it was (laughs) a little (laughs) blurry-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I feel cool it's, I've, we've created content that people can binge now
0: I mean it's true it's true I've heard that as well so, that's awesome um, yeah uh, our the music that you're listening to right now is created by Brutal Bear mm-hmm. and all of the editing for this podcast is done by our AmeriCorps Vista Christopher Swanson
1: also known as Vistifer Vistifer
0: alright alright thanks that's, for listening that's and all. happy neighboring
1: happy neighboring everybody (音楽) Oh